Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Doug Sprinthal, Andy Bernard, Mike Gelfand, Jamie Kaler will join us. The Parents Lounge, a special presentation of our live stage show recorded at Flappers Comedy Club. I said Flappers. What do you think? <laughs> It's, are there any <laughs> names, really good, good comedy club names? No, no, it's there are not. the no. Flappers. Finger in the Eye Club the, or the something. Chuckle else. Hut. Chuckle right. Hut. Oh, yeah, they got the Chuckle Hut. Jamie Kaler joins us right up to this. to do a live? Yes, of course. Live, right, live, live. We we Doug Sprinthal. We don't lip sync anything here on the Tom Bernard Family Podcast. Um, upcoming sales this weekend. It is Memorial Day. All Walzer stores will be open on Memorial Day from 8 until, I believe it's either 5 or 6. Uh, that's both Saturday and Monday. As a reminder, under State of Minnesota rules, we are closed on Sunday. Uh, but you can shop online at walzer.com. You can find the latest deals in both new and used cars. And remember that uh, nearly uh, every new car and most of our used cars come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Best of all, it's absolutely free. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. I can't believe that somebody recorded that. I know, it is weird. I had something unusual happen on the way to the studio. What? My one guilty pleasure every week is I like to go to Burger King. I like Burger King. Guess what they were out of at Burger King? Hamburgers. Yep, no hamburgers. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. Like, I heard that it was going to happen. People are running out of hamburgers at a hamburger joint. And I suppose crazy. they blame the supply chain. Yeah. Come on. I suppose it's true. We all know the hamburgers well, are made out of paper. so It depends uh, on where the... Yeah, exactly. It depends on where the store is. It's either Trump's fault or Biden's fault. I guarantee you that. Depending on where they're located. Yeah. We I got, blame both Trump and Biden for Jamie Kaler. Yeah. It's their fault. There's no question about it. Jamie, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I love seeing your name. Well, I'm in a great mood now that I saw your name on the docket. What do you think Aww. of that, Pally? 
I love it. And honestly, this whole hamburger crisis is really, I mean, I'm surprised it's not like on the news channels where they go, breaking news, a news report. Where there's a, there's a <laughs> we interrupt the school shooting. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. People storm the local McDonald's. Yeah. Isn't that sad? We have school shootings and no hamburgers. What a time we live in, huh? Great time to be a parent. Oh, yeah. God, Jamie, I tell you. Can't even feed your kid fast food to keep them uh, happy. All right, I'll say one more thing, and then i got to move on. Otherwise, I'll tear up. But uh, that guy who was walking out of that school on his phone, mm. and he said, she's gone. Oh, my God, that was hard to watch. Hard to watch, yeah. Whoo! The, 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 I, misery like that I never need, I can tell you. And now the comedic stylings of Jamie Kaler, everybody. <laughs> yes, that's hey, what. thanks for the lead-in. Guys, uh, come out to my we're talking about cancer. Uh, I got a couple Hitler jokes. And then Pol Pot. I go off the chart with a Pol Pot tangential joke. You're going to really enjoy it. The killing fields. Whatever you got, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I got it all, brother. I got it all. It, it is great to hear you. We'll do some virus jokes. and uh, Sure. Absolutely. Listen, Jamie. I, you know, we need comedy now more than ever, I think. And I agree. Funny. I think people are swinging back to, uh, you know, it used to be, here's my thing. It's like, everybody, can we all just learn to take a joke? Like, if I teach no. my kids one thing, like my daughter said something about some kid in school said something, I go, why do you care? Just ignore her. The more you respond to it, the more they do. I, yep. I think jokes are coming back to the point where you can really, you know, I don't know about you guys. When I was a kid, you'd go into Spencer Gifts. And they'd have books like a, a book of Polish jokes or a book of Irish. Oh yeah, jokes. oh absolutely. About it. We were like, yeah. So what? If you can't laugh at yourself, I can't help you. No, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I agree. We need to laugh now more than ever. Well, uh, let me mention that this this whole situation, Josh Donaldson and that Tim Jefferson or what's his name, the guy I referred to Anderson. Yeah, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Referred to himself as Jackie Robinson. And then Donaldson tags about and as a joke says, I guess you're out, Jackie. And he calls him a racist? What? Well, if you knew Josh Donaldson, you would know he wasn't joking. Oh, really? Is that oh, bad he's a guy? one of the worst human beings ever. Is he really? He, this, this is a guy, this is a guy who, who started brawls, uh, bench-clearing bench brawls when he was in Little League. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? There's video online of, of this 11-year-old kid starting a brawl in oh, Little League. But he never did that here. He didn't start any brawls here, did he? Uh, he, he had a lot of temper tantrums here. Yeah, he yeah. did have a lot of temper tantrums. Well, he's like Jamie Kale. Jamie has a lot of temper <laughs> tantrums. There's no doubt about I it. I can tell. Uh, listen, I put my fist through a couple of lamps uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> to be fair, those lamps had it coming. Uh, look, Josh Donaldson, may he may well be a racist. Absolutely. But that comment to me is not racist because that's just a callback to what that dude called himself. Exactly. Yeah, but that's that's what Josh Donaldson does. He hangs on to something, some story that was written five years ago. Oh, really? And, and if he can use it to uh, to infuriate someone and to also, also vent his anger, then he just does it again and again and again it's until finally rouser. somebody gets pissed off. See? Agitator. He's an agitator. There you go. You horn tootin'. Ladies and gentlemen, the Parents' Lounge, a special presentation of our live show recorded at Flappers Comedy Club. Jamie, you want to hear all about the Parents' Lounge? What's it all about, Pally? Well, definitely. I mean, if you're a uh, parent out there, we do our live shows online every Tuesday night. The Parental Mental Health Check-In, we call it, where we uh, (laughs) we get together and remind people we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, it's fun. It's funny. My wife is always like, well, I'm a terrible mother. 
And I go, no, you're not. I talk to all parents, and we're all hanging on by a thread. So it's yeah. yeah. Lounge was kind of a place for people to check in and go, oh, I guess I'm not alone. We're all going through the same stuff. So we did a live show uh, on stage here at Flappers Comedy Club in, in Burbank, lovely Burbank, California. Yes. And we recorded it, so we are showing it live tonight. Well, I guess it's live on tape. It's you know, um, but yeah, it's uh, premiering tonight, and we're doing it on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Uh, at the parents' lounge, so come find us if you're a parent and you want to uh, have a couple of laughs about being a parent. Well, so you go, I'm a parent. That's my son that you were talking to there a bit ago, and uh, I do like to laugh, so I guess I'm I'm right in your wheelhouse, Jamie. You're, you're going to be in then, yeah. Uh, aside from the insanity of shooting, I got to, uh, it's, it's so funny, I, I chaperoned a first-grade field trip on Monday to a mm. farm. Oh, God. You know when they drag a bunch of first graders to a farm and they go, who wants to pick fruit? And all the kids raise their hands and go, yeah, me. And I go, no, guys, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> that's a lot of work. I go, and I'm like, wait, we're paying? This is manual labor. Yeah, it's, this free, it's free <laughs> labor is what it is. So that we don't have to pick vegetables. <laughs> so they let the kids pick one head of lettuce, two beets, and a handful of strawberries. And I'm like, no, no. We, I, they should have been there from like 6 in the morning till 6 at night. Right. Vegetables. <laughs> Then when they get back to school, they're like, maybe I should learn to read and write because I don't mm. want to do that for a living. Boy, that's a wonderful way to make a living. I did that once when I was, I believe, 12 or 13 years old. They, they were hiring kids out of my neighborhood in the inner city to come and help pick some kind of vegetable or something. In, the, in the inner city? Yeah, they'd come and pick us up and then yeah, they'd drive us places. Oh, I thought maybe you were picking creosote. Yeah, we're picking that. Yes, exactly. No, they would come and get inner city kids because they all needed the money. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So we drive them out there. The problem with that is, uh, Jamie and everyone else, when you're driving back the 20 miles from the farm to your house in the back of a pickup truck and it's raining, <laughs> that's a thrill right there is what that is. I lasted oh one day. God, on that if job. you were in the back of a pickup truck nowadays, uh, the police would pull over. Social services. Oh yeah, no, there's no way. Publicly <laughs> shamed. You lose your kids. We. I lived in the back of a pickup truck as Did a kid. You? You, they would just throw you in the back of the truck and right? go, yeah, yeah, or an El Camino. Actually, we had my my brother-in-law oh. had an El Camino, and we'd all be in the back of that. The El Camino. What was the other one? The, there was an El Camino, and then there was another mm -hmm. car truck. The Ford Ranchero. Ranchero. Oh, yeah. There you go, the yeah, Ranchero. The Ford version. <laughs> <laughs> he starts laughing. And there's yeah. a third one that uh, really? Will Arnett drives in this uh, murder comedy that he's in. A 1982 Dodge Rampage. I never even heard of the Dodge. It's a Dodge right? Omni, but the back's chopped off like a Ranchero oh, really? and El Complete. Yeah. It's just a horrible car. Maybe Rampage wouldn't be the first name you'd want to give to a car these days. <laughs> yeah, probably. Not. Yeah, well, Rampage, it is Dodge. Yeah. Charger, Challenger, <laughs> the yeah, I had a Renegade, the Hellcat. Yep. Cool car names. Not a lot of women buy those. No. Jamie, I have a very quick story about the uh, El Camino or whatever the hell it was. That, that was the yeah. truck of the El Camino, Chevrolet El Camino. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was working construction tie and iron one time, and our, our foreman was from Germany. The man from Germany he drove an El Camino, made me think of him, and he started yelling at this guy. And this, this guy was kind of a, yeah, this was back in the 80s, he was just kind of a hippie. What are you yelling at me for, man? You stop yelling at me. I just really, right? So he kept asking the, the, the German foreman to stop yelling at him. And finally goes, why don't you shove it up your ass, you war criminal? <laughs> 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 like, 
this got really heated, didn't it? He calls him a war criminal. <laughs> and he probably that was just appeasing. Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Yes, Josh <laughs> right. Donaldson and the war criminal. That's exactly what it was. So, Jamie, uh, the TV career is still kicking ass. You, you're doing yeah, very Tacoma, well. Tacoma FD is back. Uh, they just started shooting the next season like Wonderful. two weeks ago. And I go back in like a month or two to do a couple episodes for them. So, yeah, we're very excited. No, I love you on that show. I, I, I think that show is terrific anyway. they got the biggest – they do it very well. They have this really smart-ass attitude, but they do it very well. So it's not like – you know, I don't think anybody gets get upset it's just very funny i couldn't agree more they do and honestly i've talked to those guys because they have a new movie coming out they right. redid uh the hunchback of notre dame oh god all the super trooper guys is the broken lizard crew and their new movie is called quasi mm. it's, uh, it's really i went and saw a little screening of it and i was like they play all the characters like monty python did and they do a take on quasimodo that is hilarious and 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 like super dark and funny and uh I, I think they're helping swing back the pendulum to the animal house days oh god where i we hope can so. laugh and make movies like you know like you couldn't make animal house today it's crazy no there's no way and i'm surprised they well i think it's only because mel brooks to tell you the truth that they didn't get rid of uh, blazing saddles because there are a few things in, and i think it's one of the funniest movies of all time and it's so overdone and overstated intentionally then mm-hmm. maybe that's why they couldn't do anything about it. And it and it was Mel Brooks, so you know. But yeah, a lot of stuff I Jamie, how did how does that work? I mean, you're is it kind of tough some lines you have to deliver and you look at it and go, Ooh, God, should I say that? Or is it got I that had uh, famously I had a line on um, on my boys, I had to say the word bitch. Oh yeah. Mm. I I don't know why. I have such a problem with that word. It 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 seems so offensive coming out of my body. So I had a I was like, look, I don't think my character would. I was totally that guy of like, look, I don't think my character would say this. And no. Ended up, yeah, and I was kind of hesitant, but at the end they were like, yeah, we don't care, just say whatever you want. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And so we changed the word. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes you say things. God, I did. What did I do? I, so did, I did a, you change it to fishwife? Yeah, fishwife. That was good. Say again. I said, did you change it to fishwife? I did. I did. <laughs> it's very you know common slur these days. I played soccer in college, and there was a bunch of English guys. And I don't know if you know uh, the British and mm-hmm. their the c word. Yep. Oh yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> and it is totally thrown away, and it's not a big deal. And so in college, I started using it uh, oh, a lot. My my dot my. My daughter goes to school in London, and she's a freshman, and I had to have a little talk with her. I said, now, there are certain things the English people say that mean something completely different than they do in the United States. Interestingly enough, as a part Asian person, she is going to the University of Oriental and African Studies, another title that would never fly in the USA. Not over here. That's true. And you're worried about bitch. I know, I know, I know. It's so funny because my mother used to say, my mother would say Oriental all the time. But, mm-hmm. Oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, but here, here's what's weird. It means somebody from the Orient. Is right. That, yeah. Is that a bad term? I don't, look, I'm going to get canceled for this interview. This is it. Kaler said the word Oriental and he didn't, he didn't say it. And he wasn't talking way. about carpeting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't understand that either. Actually, Jamie, I'm going to send you a piece of audio that many years ago on my morning show that I've been doing for 37 years in town. We had a cop send us some audio about a guy he arrested, and he's sitting in the back of the car, 
And while the guy's in the back of the car, he calls the cop a bitch. And it was a man. The mm-hmm. cop's a guy. And he goes, bitch. And the cop goes, and you've got the whole audio. And the cop goes, what'd you say? He goes, bitch. He goes, what do you call me that for? And he goes, B-I-C-H. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, dickhead, dickhead, dickhead. Yeah, check it out. Oh, yeah. It is. Yep. That's the same guy. Yep. Yeah. B-I-C-H, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you do that next Yo, time, Yo, mammy. Yo, mammy, boy. I used to bounce. My first job in L.A., they, oh. thought they wouldn't be behind the bar, so they made me a bouncer. And uh, I never got into one fight. because And guys tried to pick fights with me all the time. They right. would go like, you know, you're a giant blank, you know, P-word. You're a bitch. They'd call me a bitch or something. Right. And my response would be like, dude, you have no idea. I am by far <laughs> the biggest bitch you have ever met. <laughs> and the guy would go, no, no, I'm calling you a bitch. And I go, dude, please. It's on my birth certificate. I am a bitch. I, I, I can't help it. And the guy would keep going, and I'd be, everything he called me, I was, oh, my God, how did you know that? My mother used to call me that. Like, I would just go <laughs> Invariably, the guy would start laughing or something, and he I goes, you're, you know, you're a bitch, whatever, and then he'd walk away. So I never got into one fight, because I'm always amazed when people are like, he called my mother something. You're like, so? What do you care what that guy says? Exactly. You you're going to fight about it? over? Like, you're going to wreck your Friday night with a fight and a trip to the uh, to jail over that? What are you doing? So no, you're people right. People. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a fighter. I'm not a fighter. People have never understood the P word, by the way, because when you call a guy a pussy, you're not referring to a woman's uh, lower region. It's just shortened a term, shortening the term pusillanimous. Just means coward. That's what. No. Yeah, pussy comes from pusillanimous. Just means coward. Did you make that up? No idea. You could look it up right now, Buster. I My challenge that. Right. Well, Andy, look it up, Andy. I mean, time I, for another episode of Andy looks up stuff that old people talk about on Google. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, I think a more uh, uh, more sensical etymology would be for a cat. Yeah, that's, pussy what, cat. I that's what I would have said. Because cat, pussy no, cat, you know. Oh. Look it up. I was going to say pussy willow. like those Pussy willow. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, watch Let's your language here. with that willow thing, Jamie. I'm very upset. I'm so sorry. I use the term willow. And everyone the etymology is not known, so it's anyone's guess, basically. Well, look up the word pusillanimous. What does it mean? Oh, we we know what that means. means it means color. pussy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It means pussy. That's exactly what it means. We no, just did know. ten minutes on genitals. This is a great show. Yeah, huh? the, Jamie, this is very high tone. You've said you've set a really great tone here with this. Very, very well, cerebral. you know, I'm known in the in the inner circles of Hollywood as the genital comics, so it's all. Yes, I remember that's absolutely yeah. true. Who yeah. came up with the name the Parents Lounge? That's a good name. I thank you so much. I uh, I think we did it together. We came, oh, okay. we, we pitched a bunch of names, and uh, that was the one that stuck. It was Jason Gowan and myself, and we were both we were both dad. I was the dadlands, and he was dad apocalypse. And then we realized we were excluding half of the parental uh, population, so right. we went more into the parents' lounge. We actually are now, we have built a club inside the metaverse. There's a parents' oh. lounge in the metaverse, and if you go in with your avatar, you can walk around and then walk into the parents' lounge and see all of our shows. And we're going to start doing some live shows, I think, in there. Yeah, I know. Us and Travis Scott are going to start doing uh, I think the it's metaverse. great. 
Jamie, we need you. We need you. We need people to make us laugh. And I've you know talked to many friends about this, and they're getting back on the road. A lot of people didn't travel at all. A lot of comedians didn't travel at all that two-year period of COVID. But we now need it more than ever. I need to laugh more than ever right now. I think people are nuts. I couldn't agree more. It's funny too because we're starting at my kids' school. We're starting to get back to some normalcy, and so my third grader. Uh, my grammar, their grammar school did a production of Shrek the Musical uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Okay. And okay. Uh, my daughter didn't have any lines. She didn't speak at all. She was in the chorus. She kind of jumped on for one song. I don't know if you know this about Shrek the Musical. Three-hour play. Hey. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, that's yeah, it ran three, uh, ran three hours. My daughter was in it for about two and a half minutes. And we watched <laughs> it both nights, Saturday and oh, Sunday. God. Uh, Full hours of Shrek the Musical. This is a good yeah. warm up for when she takes up dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> she got no rhythm at all. So she tried to dance and she couldn't even like clap along with it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> then she was in the talent show yesterday. They, uh, I'm amazed. You know, when I when I was that age, I didn't have the courage to get up and do public speaking. But my kids' school is really good about it. So there was a ton of kids. They got up. And she got up with her friend in third grade, and they sang uh, Dua Lipa's Levitating, which is a, a good song, a little promiscuous for a third grader. Well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. My sugar boo. She kept saying my sugar boo, and I go, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, That's your life now. We have it all, all, to, all to blame on TikTok. It's all TikTok. Why are people using TikTok? It supports slavery. Why would you use that? Maybe because it supports it, slavery. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who want to go back to that era. So yeah. It, yeah. It seems like it. How does it support slavery? It's a, it's, it's a Chinese company, right? Yep, and China supports slavery. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they're, you know they're getting everyone's information, right? Like, aren't, they're, yes. they're plotting something. Something's oh, being oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will not see me on TikTok. That won't be happening. Although I did go back on Twitter, but I haven't posted anything yet. I've been off it for 10 years. I went back on, and I haven't posted no, you anything You still haven't yet, so. used it? Nope. Hmm. So I don't know if I, you I know. I really use it. It's so, con- I just, I usually use, like, Instagram or Facebook. Here's how you, uh, by the way, this is a scared joke, but the, the fact that that kid, the 18-year-old, that everyone's like, oh, is he crazy? Yeah, you know how I know he's crazy? Because he posted on Facebook. Yeah, what that's, that's true. There should be an alert. Anytime an 18-year-old posts anything on Facebook, uh, social services should storm his house immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and go like, why aren't you on TikTok? Why are you posting this to Facebook? You're 18. Stop that. Yeah, there's a reason they call it Boomer Book nowadays. Oh, oh is that, that right? hurts. Oh. <laughs> well, am I wrong? I, boomer Book. Yeah, there are a lot of, a lot of boomers on Facebook, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. It's ironic because it started off as a platform specifically for college students. Yeah. Right. And yep. then, but I mean, God, that was probably what, almost 20 years ago now? Yeah. Like Harvard, wasn't it? Yeah, Harvard. But, but I think women, uh, it's probably 10 to 1 women to man ratio on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I did not realize. Yeah. Those bras were everything. Lounge, most of our fans are women. And even all my my buddies who are like dad influence, like dude dad or whatever, he's like, yeah, 80% of my fans are women. Mm-hmm. And they love his wife more than they like him. It's all women. That's yeah, it's all women. Yeah, Melissa's uh, the one who got me into do dad. She likes this yeah, show that he does. He me, he told me he goes. Every guy comes up and goes, "Hey, man, I'm a big fan." My wife turned me on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Really? Well, because yeah, yeah the, the clips that they do are just huge on Facebook and that sort of thing. 
Yeah. What is yeah, what is money? Super. Duck Duck Go. What is that? It's a search engine. Is it any good? Uh, it's supposedly mediocre. has less privacy. Uh, yeah, tracking. if you're really concerned about that sort of thing, then yeah, it's pretty good. But oh, so it's not social media. I thought it was social. No, media. No, no, it's just another. It's like Google, but it's just oh, a I different it was social media. Mm-mm. What's the one social media that's supposed to be straight ahead? <laughs> I cannot name one. Well, so maybe it maybe it doesn't exist. I thought that's what DuckDuckGo was. No, no, no. it's a. Uh, I don't go on any of that crap. I just I've never even it. heard of that. DuckDuckGo. It's like you you have to choose your search engines. Like this one, I'm on Firefox. Yeah. Yard works better on Firefox than it does on Chrome, but there's also Safari. You know, yeah. the trick is to have that one isolated uh, search engine for your porn. That's I think that's well, yes. I mean, that's just a given. That's that's why yeah. I use 4chan for that. <laughs> oh, you do. Well, you're gonna see some some shit there, literally. <laughs> I gotta tell you, by coincidence, I got a call on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which it was on my morning show in town, and a guy asked me, "I, I Tom, I need some advice." And I said, "Okay, what advice do you need?" He goes. Well, I know you don't go on social media, but you go on some other sites and stuff. I said, yeah, I, I use the Internet a little, not a whole lot. But he said, well, explain something to me. Why is it these streaming services don't offer pornography? <laughs> and I don't know. I, because you can get it anywhere else on Earth? Free. Yeah, is yeah. he having problems finding porn online? Apparently he wants, to, he wants it on, uh, you know, like uh, Netflix or something. He wants, he wants his Netflix pornography. <laughs> I, I don't know why he was so upset. Because you can find it pretty much anywhere, can't you? You could. You have to go out of your way not to find it in a lot of yeah. places. <laughs> I suppose that's true. We'll you find have, you. I yeah, think that's how it sure does. Don't worry, we'll find you. Indeed, indeed, it's true. So the show is going well. Everything's going well in life, Jamie. You're happy. It sounds like everything's good. Yeah, we're coming. Uh, you know, we're coming out of a two-year fog. I got a first grader, a third grader. Um, I mean, I, my car looks like a homeless person slept in it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I got out of the car this morning. I was like, wow. You couldn't go up. My daughter took a, uh, she took a Sharpie, uh, a permanent marker, and wrote her name on the arm of the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Claire, of course. On the leather. <laughs> on the leather. Mm-hmm. Oh, on the leather. I'm going to take oh. a photo of it and post it. She, um, <laughs> and the other one ratted her out. She goes, Claire, look what Claire did. And, I, and Claire started crying. I'm sorry. And I go, you must have known that was bad. She goes, I, I knew it was bad, but I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> It'll happen. And she started crying that she had done it. And I said, well, why would, why would you do that? And she goes, I wanted to remember which chair was mine. <laughs> oh, okay. Kid well, logic is very interesting, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Kid logic is insane. Yeah, I think my favorite kid logic ever was Alex's daughter, Fawn. Uh, there was, she had like a new toy or something. It's her birthday like today, you know. Oh, it's today. It's Fawny's birthday. She turned six today. Six today. Oh. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I think well, she was like three years old or something like that, and she had a new toy. And my mom was looking at the toy, and Fawn said, "Stop looking at my toy." And <laughs> mom said, "Why?" And Fawn said, "Because I want to look at my toy." <laughs> so if you're looking at it, you're kind of like, I don't know, sharing, bogarting the visual. I don't even know what she was thinking, but apparently only one person can look at a toy at a time. See, that's, that's the that's the moral of the story. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really, my, they'll start a fight. 
And I go, what? And she, all of a sudden, she'll swing and hit the other one. And she goes, what happened? And she goes, she was looking at me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so a cardinal sin in kids' court. She won't stop looking at me. So I mean this in a nice way, but has Fawn tortured any animals lately? <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about it. Let's get back to you on that one, Mike. Uh, right. Wingless flies in the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, wingless. Oh, tearing the wings off of flies. That's a nice touch right Maybe there. Many things. My daughter played AYSO soccer for the first year this year. Do you guys have you, all your kids are in the, you know, it's funny when you're trying to drag them through the soccer process or whatever. Right. And so she gets on a team. She just gets randomly chosen on a team. We don't even know it, but there's two kids on the team that will probably end up on the national team one year. The really? first game, they win 15 to zero. Like they are. Oh, well. Other parents, I, I'm afraid they're going to stab us in the parking lot. They hate <laughs> us. These two kids are running, my, not because of my daughter, who's marginally okay and uh, my daughter has she starts getting an attitude she starts going well you know dad we're undefeated i go well yeah the other girls are i mean you're basically i was like i tried to explain to her that you're turtle you're a plus one you're not the movie star but you're getting you're getting in all the parties just so you know so tell them the steve cannon joke about kids soccer oh my god there used to be a legendary uh radio talk show host in town he's He's long retired. As a matter of fact, he's, he's passed on. About eight, by, eight nine years ago, yeah. It seems, yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. <clears throat> and he's one of these guys that kind of talk like this. And he had a, his other voice. He, he invented voices so he could talk to himself on the radio. So go. And the guy's name was Morgan Mundane. That was the character's name. And Morgan sounded like this. Hey, Steve-O, how you doing, Steve-O? So he says, well, Morg, I got a question for you. Why is it? The 20,000 kids play soccer in America. I don't know, Steve-O, why do 20,000 kids play soccer in America? So they don't have to watch it. And he thought that was the funniest thing that he had ever... He thought that was hilarious. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not bad, but... Whenever I did a, a joke in front of Cannon, oh, God. he'd say to me, Boy, chick, you're a banana. A banana? Yeah, instead of second banana. He just called me a banana. Oh, just a banana? Yeah. Oh, just a banana. <laughs> Not even that? the second one. Just a, a generic banana. I don't know, but I found it funny. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve was a very talented guy, actually. Although, uh, Jamie, let me mention one other thing about Steve Cannon, and I want to get your opinion on this. So it was Steve Cannon, and it was Morgan Mundane, and then he played a uh, character named Backlash LaRue, who may have had a different sexual orientation. I don't think you'd get away with that character. Probably today. not. That's what I'm thinking. No. no, you can't do. You can't even do that voice. I mean, you you know, you, you, if you just drag out an F, you just drag an S out. Oh my God, are you picking on people? Are you both going up in a certain. Way? No, don't do that. Yeah. Honest to God, I, can I bring up one serious thing? Because I gotta want to bring it up because so I can laugh afterward. I am still trying to figure out why the hell Beto O'Rourke did what he did yesterday. Why would you do that? Did you see what uh, he did? Yeah, I did. Um, why? Well, the crazy I don't thing, know if right time or place. He's a bass player. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but, but the crazy thing is, is then. Is then the senator who's taken millions of dollars from the NRA? He's the one who's indignant. Oh, was he the was he the guy at the Walker? Well, yeah. talking about Ted Cruz. Oh, was he indignant he, about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, oh, but know. he really doesn't have any right to be indignant right now. Yeah, but the problem is you that's can't why the be whole yelling is, at people. Yeah. The day it happens, what are you doing? Albedo was not yelling. 
Oh, he, he was speaking I, very calmly. Actually, when yeah. I heard him, he was yelling. I get it. I mean, I get the whole thing. But I don't yeah, understand. I don't get it. I just, I just think it's crazy to be indignant about what he said in this, in this context. Well, I think they're both when nuts. he's talking to a guy who's praying again. What do you mean who's praying again? Well, you know, every time children get killed, they pray. Oh, do they pray yeah. now? It doesn't seem to be working. What if they always pray and you just don't know it? You know, I'm I'm guessing they don't. But well, I'm sure they pray, but mostly probably for money from the NRA. I think, and let me, I want your opinion on this, Jamie, and everybody else in this room. Remember in the uh, late '60s, God is dead. Remember that everybody always you had it. God wasn't is that dead. a Time magazine thing? Or I something? think it was. Yeah, something like that. I always thought the reason they thought God was dead because they couldn't. I mean, God to me, God, good, devil, the evil, you know, mm. that, it's pretty simple, actually. But I just thought of that whole thing. I, the, only re, the only time you would think that God is dead would be if you couldn't find any goodness in yourself. Wouldn't you think? I mean, if goodness is there, there's still a God, good, right? I, I, I honestly. I don't know. You know, that's, I mean, that's a tough question. Can we question. go back to genital jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We're getting too deep here. Well, We're getting way too deep. That, that's a tough one for me because I'm religious but not spiritual. <laughs> Thank you. Get, get out. I'm sorry. Now. Get up and leave. We didn't even talk about it. We've had the show in the Parents' Lounge, and I, I opened with it for like two minutes, and I said, listen, we could have a long-winded conversation about this. No one's going to change their mind. No one's ever no, like let's no. one post on Facebook or anywhere and God, you know what? Yep. Raised some really good points. Let me rethink my position. Everyone's in a megaphone and it's just, you know, I don't know. I guess voting is really the only route. I do think there has to be campaign finance reform because be oh, absolutely. It's not just the NRA. It's it's uh, far, it's every company because yeah, it is. Yeah. Whoever, if you went back through every election, let me let me ask you guys. Here's a question. With the, between the person who has the most money in the election and the other person, how how often do you think the person with the most money wins the election? Oh, I actually learned this in uh, college recently. Mm. How many? Uh, God, I, well, what I learned was that I think that the average person who wins an election raises something like ten times as much money than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. money is like pro, pro, everything. I would say it's probably the driving factor behind getting elected. The more well, money you raise, the more likely you are to get elected. Well, the other thing is that the more likely you are to be elected, the more money you get. So well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, so it it's an work, investment. Yeah. It works both ways. It, yeah, it absolutely. Does. But most of those guys are chosen. You know, it's like it's in the movies when the guy, yeah. all, the, all the money guys in town come to the one guy and they go, mm -hmm. hey, we want to back you. You're our guy. Yep. Don't That's forget right. about us when you get elected. And I do think people go in. It's you know, it's public service. It's supposed to be, but it's turned into self-service where people yes. are. Yep. Yep. I do believe most people go in with the best intentions of like, look, man, I can do this. I'm going to make a change. And then you get into the system, and you're like, oh wow, this is there's no way to change this system. It's impossible. And then you either listen to the people who give you the money or you, they put somebody mm -hmm. else up and you lose your job. So I don't know. The listen, whole system if there's any broke. billionaires out there, I will go corrupt in an instant. Yeah, there you go. Just, Just say the word. Send the money. I'll take the money. I'll do whatever you want. You know, I just looked at the clock, Mr. Kaler, and in the immortal words of Josh Donaldson, I guess you're out, Jackie. <laughs> You know what? Can I tell you the God's honest truth? If you called me Jackie and, and you were referring to Jackie Robinson, 
That would be the greatest compliment. <laughs> <of my life. laughs> exactly. Or I the... can't believe they took that as an insult. I You're can't like, either. Oh, look at you, Jack Kennedy. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> ah, you like Jack Kennedy. <laughs> look at you. Ah, hey, Mother Teresa. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> I like it, Jamie. <laughs> I never got that. Like, if you called him, like, I know. you know, Sly in the Family Stone, you'd go, oh, yeah, that guy was a horrible person and beat his, you know, beat his wife or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. But Jackie, I'm like, thank you very much. That guy's an American hero. Couldn't agree more. Jamie, every time I see your name on the docket, I love uh, having you on. You're always very entertaining, and you just go with the flow. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You guys rock. I love coming on anytime. So I appreciate the uh, appreciate the support. We're going to talk guys. very, very soon. The Parents Lounge, a special presentation. The live stage show recorded at Flappers Comedy Club. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go check out Facebook.com slash The Parents Lounge. Right there, Jamie Kaler. We'll take a break. Be right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Gentlemen, and I'm very happy to announce that I'm going to call Mike Gelfand Jackie from now on because of Jackie Mason. <laughs> Jackie Mason. That's right. Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't like the son of a bitch, so don't say that. <laughs> yeah, except Jackie. <laughs> this is for you, and this is for you, and this is for you. Did he actually do that? Give everybody the finger on the Ed Sullivan show. 
They claim he did it. They say, really. yeah. Mm-hmm. They say he did it. But I always loved Jackie Mason. I went downstairs yesterday. It was unbelievable. I mean, that he wouldn't open his mouth at all to try to talk, which I think is fantastic. But in any case, thank you again to Jamie Keller. I love having Jamie on. I was not just saying that to him to make yeah. him feel better. Good I guy. Really, he's just a great guy. He'll he go with a serious flow. He'll make you laugh. He'll laugh at your stuff. He's just a just a really good, solid guy. So what else? Okay, so other than other than uh, nobody else got massacred today, did they? Because it's like every day now. Well, well not massacred, but Ray Liotta just died. What? What? Yep. No. Sixty-seven years old. I loved mm. Ray Liotta. Just a kid. That's I, pretty young to hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How? What did he die of? Uh, he was shot to death because he's Italian. Mm. Get it? Yeah, he slept with the fishes. Slept with the fishes. All that and red he had sauce. some concrete shoes. Lead poisoning. You know. uh, he, d- he just says he died in his sleep. So probably heart failure or yeah, something probably. like that. Was he a drinker and a smoker? He looked like a drinker. I know they had that ruddy complexion. That, yeah, I'm sure that doesn't help. I loved Ray Liotta. I just thought he was terrific. I, I had him on one time, and he got mad at me because I knew his real last name. He did not like the fact that what's, I knew his. What's it? His last, his last name is Andy. Would you look it up? But his last name is his name is really like Ray Gulch or something like really? that. Really? Yeah, his right. last name, his real last name is terrible. Ray, I would have thought it was like more Italian. Right. Ray Steinmetz. Yeah, Ray Steinmetz. That's who it is. <laughs> what you, did you look it up, Andy? Uh, they don't have it on Wikipedia. They don't. What? Mm-mm. Yeah, Ray. God, what was his real last name? I can't remember. But I was, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. 67 years old. See, every day now, you lose something. What the hell? It's only going to get worse. Well, that's, it is, that's it? the thing about, uh, about the aging thing. Oh, yeah. You, when you're 50, you think it's about attrition. Uh, by the time you're 60, you know it's about loss. <laughs> it's just about yeah. loss. That's it. How about 70? How's that going? Well, then it's just so depressing you can't even put a word to it. You know, I tell you, honest to God, it's my family does live a long time. Well, my dad died at 62, but that was a whole different story. Self-inflicted? But, yeah, it's pretty much self-inflicted. Yeah. My mother's family, though, Christ, other than, well, other than their brother that was thrown off a building to his death, that wasn't too good either. Hmm. But um, So you want to you wanna elaborate on that? I, I had three uncles that were murdered. Yeah, two, well, one great uncle, no, two great uncles and one uncle. Wow. Yeah, one of them, the first one, Augie the first, because there were two Augies. There was Augie the first, then Augie the second. They were both murdered. And Were they involved in the rackets? Uh, Might have been. Yeah. Are, well, let me put it this way. My Uncle Augie was a very tall. He's like 6'3", very handsome man. He had a brand-new car and a beautiful woman uh, chauffeur, but he didn't have a job. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask your opinion. Yeah, well, you know, having <laughs> having some mobsters in, in my family... You know, yeah, I mean, right. You know, not like direct family, but right. you know, not that far away. Yeah, it's like, Dad, where where did uh, where did Uncle uh, Sal get that Cadillac? You know, like, where'd that come? You know, from? Well, I'll tell you when you're 18, that kind of thing. Well, my just fa- made some good investments. That's all. My favorite yep. thing that Augie did for me, because I always liked Augie. He was a very funny guy and very nice and all the rest of it. Except for one time on my seventh birthday, he came to our house. I had just turned seven, and I got, you know, and he says, Tommy, I'm going to stick around for a while, but at the end, when I got to go, I want you to come and tell me everything you got for your birthday. I said, okay. I just figured he was going to be happy for me, so, you know, whatever works, right? Mm -hmm. So the party comes to an end, and 
Uh, he goes, Tommy, that's the end of the party. Uh, so did you get all your stuff together to show me all your gifts? I said, I did, Uncle Augie. Uh, what's first? I said, well, I got a BB gun because I got a BB gun rifle, right? Seven years old. Oh, right, sure. So right you can rider. put someone's eye out. Sure, mm-hmm. my own general probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got this, I got this, I get this. He goes, you get anything else? I said, well, my godmother gave me seven silver dollars. He mm-hmm. goes, what? Uh yeah, I said, my godmother gave me seven silver dollars. He goes, could I see him? I said, sure. So I went and got him, and I gave him the seven silver dollars. He goes, I'm going to teach you a lesson right now. Don't ever give your fucking money to anybody. <laughs> Put it in his pocket, and I never got it back. Wow. Huh? That's a true story. Yeah. Never saw it again. <laughs> so very, a very valuable lesson that I learned nothing from. Well, you should have pegged him in the ass with a BB gun. I should have. I should have shot him right in the ass with a BB gun. Well, you know, I made my first bet with Uncle Saul. Uncle Saul was a uh, barber and a very bad one. Okay. But uh, what he really liked doing was a prom- he was a fight promoter, too. Well, in, in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, and, and my dad, in, in the 1950s, my dad covered boxing for the St. Paul paper. God, I did not yeah, know Yeah, my dad was a, you know, he, he didn't choose that, but that, that's the assignment they gave him. And one day Uncle Saul walks in, and he's got a press release about a fight he's promoting. And, okay. and so my dad says, yeah, sure, yeah, you know, give me the press release. Hands my dad the, the envelope with the press release in it. And uh, Saul walks away, and my dad opens it up. There's a $5 bill in there. Never spoke to Uncle Saul again. <laughs> That son of a bitch. I'm not speaking to him. Yeah. Yeah. Family's just wonderful. Well, yeah. And so Uncle Saul, I'm 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 sitting on my uh, on, on Newton Avenue North in my mm. grandmother's house, and it's Friday night. So he he uh, turns on the TV. You know, the eight inch Philco black and sure, white. Sure, absolutely. And that was, of course, 2004. So it was a little weird, but no. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Yeah. No. So he turns on clunk. the TV, and it's the Friday night fights. Remember sure, the Friday night absolutely. fights, the Gillette Friday night fights. Absolutely. And he says, hey, "You got a you got a penny?" And I reached in, and I had like a you know some jacks in my pocket, a little old piece of gum, sure. and lint, and there was a penny. Oh. I said, "Yeah, I got this penny." He's, and he says, "Well, we're gonna make a little bet." I said, "Okay." And uh, he uh, he says, "Who do you want?" And I said, "Well, I'll I'll take the guy in the uh, red trunks. The guy in the red trunks was black." He says, "No, I got the guy in the red trunks. <laughs> you got the guy in the white trunks." So um, I love it. I give him the penny to hold. My guy goes down like in forty-two seconds. That was uh, the first bet I made, and and uh, the first bet I lost. He kept the penny. Sure. And I've been trying the rest of my life to get it back. See, I know. I understand that same story. Yeah. It's the exact same story, so there you go. So, Dougie. Sir. What else? What do you mean, what else? (laughs) You kind of look like you're kind of beside yourself today. Uh, I'm just, I tell you, I went from not having that much to do to... You're working like a madman. All the time, man. man. And it's fun. It's exciting to build stuff, but it is tiring. You know, it starts at... And especially with half of our team in Israel, it, it never stops. I mean, they're sending out emails at it's six o'clock their time, yeah, but it's yeah. two in the morning here. So, but it is fun. We're, uh, so do you have to read exciting. them right when they're hot. No, but <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I I don't sleep terribly well. Never have. Right. 
That's because you're a car salesman. Yeah, that's right. And you got we a conscience. A, that's right. Yeah, we got to protect the world. Of course, you don't sleep well. I don't know what it is. I've, I've never have ever since I was a little kid. I get up early. Well, and, how about the THC? I my it does my work. fear, and that was actually my retirement plan oh, was okay. to just start right. smoking pot again and, and binge and binge it. watch The Simpsons. But I figured that'd Ooh. take me up through week three, and then I'd have nothing to do then, for the remaining twenty five years. That was it. No, I'm telling you, don't you just take the take the tablets. You don't want to smoke it. Smoking inhaling smoke is not good for yeah, you. Yeah, no, especially mm -hmm. as a reformed cigarette smoker. I would never do that. That would that would uh trigger it. Trigger me. Oh, yep. it would, I just absolutely. know. It took a long time to get put those bad boys down. Do you think because I smoked from the time I was eleven to twenty one and I quit just quit and it never bothered me again, but I French inhaled, do you think I actually didn't ever inhale? Like the smoke never got into I my lungs. I used to do that French inhaling because I'd watch Johnny Carson yeah. and those guys yeah, yeah, on TV exactly and it just looked right. cooler than hell. Yeah. And yeah. The Dean first Martin. time you try it, just burns your sinuses. It it's does. Like, That's true. I'm going to keep at it because Johnny looks cool. <laughs> do you think that the smoke never did get into my lungs? I, I just think went, if you French inhale, it actually does. I, I don't know. Not, a, not as much probably. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, There's so many other things that, that yeah, there yeah, aren't If you haven't about. had a cigarette in 50 years, I think you're probably okay. I'm probably going to be okay. Yeah. No, I don't have the lung cancer. Did you smoke cooking. cigars for a while, or do, do you still? I never inhaled cigars, though. Never. Yeah, I never got the hang of that. No, I Because I'd smoke them like uh, cigarettes, and then I'd want to die. Oh, like, yeah, you don't do want to do that. No, yeah. I've, I've made that mistake. You, you inhaled cigars? Too? Well, you know, I was, it was young and impressionable. Yeah, well, that's yeah. true. I don't even think I did it purposely, but... But I do remember uh, becoming extremely nauseated. Oh, I bet. I bet yeah, the one true. time that I ever got sick from nicotine was from a cigar. There's a lot of nicotine in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Jam-packed. I never inhaled. It just You don't need to, though. Because no. you ended up with it's in your mouth, and it just goes yep. down your yap, and that's all there well, is no, to it. Well, no, you absorb it through the membranes in your mouth. Right. I remember in the late 80s and early 90s when it, for some reason, became fashionable for, you know, women in their 20s to smoke cigars in bars. Remember oh, yeah, that? I remember that. It was just yeah. terrible. But that did not last very long. No, it didn't seem like it did, but what the hell. We all try to have fun, don't we? We do. My, yeah. You know, my grandfather, Jack, in Tulsa, he was a cigar smoker. Oh, okay. And um, but uh, but Sadie decided that uh, he just had to stop. So he stopped smoking cigars, but he didn't stop chewing them. Oh yeah. Oh, that I saw. He just had an unlit cigar in his mouth. Yeah, yep. yeah. And of oh, course, yep. it, it would become very moist. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he kept chewing on them, and uh, he died young. Well, every one of the everybody. All the older Jews in my neighborhood when I was a kid, they all smoke cigars. Oh yeah, well, everyone. Yeah. Necessity, yeah. He came from, uh, he came, he came over from Russia, but I guess he met enough American Jews that he got the habit. I don't know. Yeah, it could but be. you know, he, I mean, he lived to be fifty-eight, and my other grandfather was killed by a drunk surgeon when he was thirty. I so remember that you know, so uh, well, you is know. there anything more pretentious than a pipe smoker? <laughs> God, you, you don't, don't see, see that very many. Oh, I, tri I tried that once. Very rare. Yeah, I tried it. Yeah. So listen, my view. <laughs> I figured maybe I could be a professor. If mm -hmm. I, if very I could. smart yeah, looking. Well, that's true. Yeah, but then I just then I found out you need an education to be a professor. Yeah, not really. Well, not really. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just need to know how to talk. With a liberal arts, you can kind of slide your way through. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't make it that far. 
I suppose. I think if you want to smoke a pipe without looking pretentious, you have to get one of those Gandalf pipes. Or a bong. It's like it's like three feet long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. the big bowl at the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a good Exactly. Look. You look like a wizard instead of a pretentious <laughs> yeah. wannabe. Well, and later on, I did I did smoke a one-hitter, but I think that's different. Yeah, yeah. that's different. That's that, A one-hitter's different. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I prefer the uh, gummy bears. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with those. You want to take a break and then come to our car selling sure, secrets? Sure, why not? I think it's time. We'll okay. be done with Might as well, right? Secrets.